somehow my daughters fell in love with Formula One. I don't know how or why, but I'm not arguing. They may not know wheel, but does anyone? Hi, and welcome to We Don't Know Wheel F1. I'm Anne. And I'm Grace. We're two sisters who fell in love with Formula One, and now we're forced to listen to the Dutch national anthem every single week. <laughs> I may have started us off on the wrong foot by trying to play the Supermax song for Grace. <laughs> I honestly wish that they were playing the Supermax song instead of the Dutch national anthem. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Okay. My favorite made... part of the podium ceremony, though, was the the champagne not <laughs> foaming because it's not champagne. The not champagne. <laughs> yes. And Lando's like, what's going on? I'm like, don't they have this at other races? Like, they don't have alcohol in Saudi Arabia. But whatever they're using in Qatar is not as good. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I will admit, I uh, may have skipped forward through some of the anthems. The wow, race. this is shocking. I would never. Really? From the woman who said that she was going to watch the race in 30. I didn't. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I did not watch qualifying, though. So, And I heard that was, like, really exciting. So give me the quick and dirty. I'm trying to remember i believe the hot take was track limits (laughs) i watched part of qualifying during study hall oh my gosh i saw you sent a picture didn't you yeah that was cute i only have five students in there and a few of them like watching formula one and they none of them had anything to work on on friday (laughs) so we had a good time but that meant i would like couldn't fully hear everything that was going on and then I watched the rest of it did I watch the rest of it later I don't remember it was a busy weekend um but then I watched sprint qualifying at mom and dad's which was fun and then I watched the sprint race with Leon sitting next to me on the couch that's cute he decided his favorite car was the orange car smart kid yep very smart kid um it seems like lando had a hard weekend of qualifying yes he well he thinks that he had a really bad weekend and a hard weekend overall i think that's like a fair like he made mistakes so i think it's okay to be like critical when you're like i could have done i legitimately could have done better but i like uh went over track limits and like mm-hmm. got my time deleted like no, yes I then I too would be like that is incredibly frustrating yeah I think to I every time I saw him like talking and acting kind of frustrated like he hasn't done well enough it I to me speaks of both his character of never being fully satisfied with anything and also shows how like insane the progress of the McLaren has been throughout the year of like right he says he's having a horrible weekend and he what did he finish in the sprint did he finish third I think he did yeah I yeah, think it was he patched George on the last lap and then yeah. he's finished third again in the race like how is that a bad weekend for yeah. McLaren now 
yeah no I think he's saying like it's good for McLaren but he knows he could do better which is like a fair and I think I sent a video to the Instagram group chat where um of like Lando back in his early McLaren days where Mm -hmm. he's saying like I didn't do anything I didn't help and Carlos is like no this is a team where you did help this is a good job um but he's obviously like hyper critical and I think he's probably even worse because his teammate is a rookie and he literally won won the sprint and he still hasn't won like Lando hasn't won a race yet yeah which I have to say I think that's a much more I think he keeps getting compared to Nico Hulkenberg but like and not that I think Nico is like a good driver for what he is obviously and like had probably more like he was unlucky in his career moves but extremely talented as a driver and I mean, Lando maybe is going to end up in that same boat, but he's still so young. He still has time to win his first race. Um, So I don't feel like it's the same at all. Like, look at how many podiums Lando has. Like, there are plenty of good drivers who took years to get their first win. Yeah, 100%. And Lando is so young. Yeah. Like, I don't think that those those comparisons are. I'm not here for the Lando hate. From anyone, including Lando. No. <laughs> I will say the video of Carlos and Lando as teammates. Carlos is such a just like sweet older brother to Lando. It's very cute. Yeah, I think that I almost feel like um, Lando needs to learn how to embrace that energy with Oscar. Not that I feel like mm. he's been like quite competitive with him or anything, but like I think he would feel happier (laughs) or like maybe more like I think it's obvious that he feels competitive with him in a Mm -hmm. way where he's like if Oscar can get this out of the car I definitely should be able to which makes sense but I think if he had like that internal confidence of like I know I can get that out of the car I made a mistake but I could do what Oscar's doing right now Mm -hmm. I need to like really center and focus on my like on my own drive I actually feel like he would benefit himself more (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely I agree which I mean to be fair when Lando started McLaren both him and Carlos were coming in as new to McLaren even if they weren't new to Formula One and so that probably helped them be like oh we're both learning this team together we're both kind of figuring out what we're doing together whereas Oscar is walking into Lando's team but I do agree that like yeah I I don't think Lando needs to worry about Oscar showing him up Lando just needs to do the best that he can yeah I I would say I think when Lando and Carlos were at McLaren like Lando was very like they were like Lando is the future of our team we're bringing in Carlos to like teach him how to be a driver because he's been in F1 um and so I think that like set up a good dynamic to start with and it's probably harder to have the like Lando Oscar dynamic where it's like obviously they value youth like are like 
Lando's probably sitting there thinking like, wait, am I aging out of here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is crazy because he's what, 23? Yeah, it's wild. And then wasn't there, I read something that like someone confirmed that Lando was going to Red Bull. (laughs) That was definitely on social media, but that's like, (laughs) what's happening, you know? Yeah, well, I, mean, I was I was thinking about that today, and I had this realization that like, I feel like the only reason Red Bull hasn't dropped Checo, mm-hmm. because they now have three clearly good drivers at AlphaTauri, is that they want the second place in the drivers' championship. Yeah, and the that like the points don't transfer over whoever to whoever the new second driver of red bull is so like checo keeps those points so i you think they do well i think yes I... they've never had it before they've never had a one two in the driver's championship before and so i think they really want that and they're definitely at risk <laughs> i know but i mean they don't have any other option that would make it more likely that they would get it no no i agree um and, and so I, I mean, they've already secured the constructors. They've already secured the drivers. Like, what do they have to lose by letting want Checo a triple crown? I here's my here's my yeah, let's hear crazy conspiracy theory. Not really conspiracy theory. Here's my hot take. Williams is not going to announce their driver for next year until after the season ends. If Danny has a good five races. At the end of the season, Red Bull is going to announce Danny. Williams is then going to announce Checo to replace Logan Sargent. That's insane, but I love it. <laughs> it's fully unhinged. Um, but also, it could totally happen. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's about as hinged as Sarah texting the group saying she thinks Danny's going to do the Austin Grand Prix for Red Bull. It's less unhinged than than that, in my opinion. I honestly feel like if Checo makes it to the end of the season, I personally feel like it's almost less likely they're going to drop him. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think there's something about like if he finishes out the season and he doesn't just total if he doesn't lose second in the constructors, I think they'll be like, well, he worked fine. Let's slowly develop someone over at Alpha Tori next season and yeah. then we can pull him up. That's yeah. and then I think he'll leave after that. Now, I hope I'm wrong because that's not very exciting. But I just think like if he makes it through the season, I feel like Red Bull's just gonna be like, Well, we already paid for it. It went fine. We can drop him halfway through next season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know either. That's just my personal guess. Man, it is crazy that we have six races left and Red Bull has secured both championships already right what is happening yeah we were to we were talking before the episode a friend texted me and said they had been listening to the episode where we guess when max is gonna cinch the championship and it was like actually oh and guest austin and 
I guessed the race before or the yeah the race before Austin and then I was like no Singapore <laughs> so I'm so unhinged close. <laughs> but at least we were both equally wrong yeah um yeah I don't know oh let's okay let's really dig into the race for a minute though because i watched the sprint sprint was fun yay for oscar hot take i really felt so bad for him when it was like max 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 drive your car onto the thing max oh let's (laughs) talk to max get all the people out here i was like (laughs) oscar just won a race he's a freaking rookie and we're like what about max max hasn't gotten enough accolades he's literally won like almost every race this season do you need another i'm sorry and it was max that they had drive his car into the special podium i know i was so world champion behind him i was like are you kidding me this (laughs) is ridiculous though you know the way it should be is they should go into the driver's debrief room or the the cool down room and then they should be like Max, did you know that you won the world championship? <laughs> but yeah, what a trip. And did Checo crash in that, that race? And that's why Max won. And that was also like, ugh, yeah. what a bummer. <laughs> right, yeah. So was Esteban crashed into Checo and Hulkenberg is what I would say. Okay. I mean, if you watch the tapes of it, it... it Esteban like, was, I would say, Checo will never do anything wrong, and he never has done anything Watch wrong. Watch the video. Checo was sandwiched in the middle. How could it have been his fault? They sandwiched me. <laughs> I mean, I think he... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was at the moment that Checo crashed out that Max becomes yeah. world champion, which is like a weird... Very upsetting. ...way to have that happen, where it's not like... Oh, you finished this position. You've become the world champion. Like we knew in the middle of the race, Max yeah. could have crashed and still become world champion. I know. Cause when I was watching, I was watching with friends and I was like, well, what if he crashes? And they were like, it actually doesn't matter. And I was like, Checo had to win out the rest of the races. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but like the sprint was fun. It was fun to see Oscar win. We love a non-Red Bull victory. It was crazy to see such a clear like tire strategy play out where it was like at the be- in the first half, anyone on softs was overtaking anybody on mediums. And then almost exactly halfway through, it was a complete swap where the reverse started. Happening. That was fascinating. That was fun. And it made it for like good racing. Yes. How to watch. I loved Russell being like, I think we should pit. And they were like, no. <laughs> no, you need to stay <laughs> <No>. out. <laughs> which and he finished fourth, which is like decent points for a sprint race. And if he had pitted, he would have been like 15th or something. Maybe not that low. A but wild still. card. Fully yeah. a wild card. Um, but yeah, I mean the sprint was uh, interesting too because it didn't really feel like um and sometimes the sprint is just like a mini version of the forthcoming race and obviously mm-hmm. like the mclarens were dominant the red bulls were dominant but because of the 18 lap 
tire limit, I felt like the race was its own thing entirely. Yeah, the the 18 lap tire limit was very weird. And I have have a lot of mixed feelings about it because on one hand, it was more interesting to force the drivers to do more pit stops. Yes. But on the other hand, it also in a way meant that there was less tire strategy because teams that would naturally extend like Red Bull and Mercedes were not able to do that. And so it was just like everybody was on somewhat close to the same strategy because they were forced to. And everybody just had to like use use it as best they could which for most of the teams meant using up their tires because they knew they couldn't go past the 18 lap mark which i think is part of why the drivers were so insanely yeah insanely they were really out. like racing the whole time yes exactly yeah well also okay in the sprint they did not have an 18 lap limit on the tires and in fact, some of them, because it was a 19 lap race, and some of them even started on tires that had been used prior. Used in qualifying. So it was like mm-hmm. 22 think, laps in the end or something like that. I think maybe Charles started on a tire that had like five laps on it already, which I was like, what is it, happening? A soft, which two, kind of, right? Yeah. Which I guess oh, makes sorry. sense if. Maybe Ferrari was thinking, like, the, this is going to be a crapshoot. So all of our energy should be on tomorrow. And we want to save as many tires as we can to get the full 18 laps out of them. Maybe. Because it kind of uh, when they set like, a, OK, you have to change tires every 18 laps. It benefits Ferrari. It does. Yeah, it should benefit Ferrari and it and should it benefit still us. still didn't help him. I know. Oh. Well, I think it, that's partially because the other teams that would nat- that would usually, like, slow down and extend their tire where we're like, well, we don't have to do that. We can burn through them just Let's like go. Ferrari would. Yeah. yeah. And just then just burn through faster. them like Ferrari. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I loved Norris getting fastest pit stop in the McLaren. I saw it happen and I was like, like the I've fastest number that ever. <laughs> that was yeah. insane. I loved it. One, I mean, they were looking eight. so smooth when you watched both him and Oscar and that two second pit stop. It was like, whoa, they didn't even look like they changed the tires. I was like, when s- did the tire gun go on? Maybe that was. McLaren secret special... they didn't actually change the tires stop <laughs> maybe they have a special like new technology tire gun do they all have to use the same tire gun i think they bring their own tire gun i don't think it's so standard. that's actually brilliant that could not be what it was but i wish it was <laughs> did you see the um there's a video that's been going on on social media of that uh of the 1.8 pit stop where then the camera keeps panning and follows the car and you watch it go past the Elf. I think it was the Alfa Romeo garage. And one of the uh, mechanics watches the car goes past and just like, whoa. <laughs> like he recognized how fast it was. Yeah. I mean, it looked, I they all look fast, but that one and Oscars, it was like, 
did the car stop? That's insane. Yeah. The next race we go to, I want to see where we have a view of pit lane. Oh. See them go in and out we of the We can't pit, afford that, Annie. <laughs> I We're told you I'm going to marry a rich doctor. <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, yeah. But let's talk about the physicality. Okay. Quickly, Carlos was not in the race. What a heartbreak. Poor Carlos. Um, not. I was like, should I even watch this race? And then I was like, yeah, it's for Lando, I will. <laughs> I'm fully unhinged now. Um, nice to see that Ferrari's bad no matter who you are. And sent out the wildest Twitter thread or X thread, whatever, that was like, Carlos knows he's number two. He's getting paid like one third of what Charles is and he's doing better than him. So if Charles doesn't go, Carlos is leaving. It was so unhinged. (laughs) And (laughs) And and the person was essentially implying that Carlos doesn't deserve to even be thought of like a number one driver. And so, therefore, of course he's going to leave because he's not good enough to be the number one driver and he's not going to be satisfied if he's not the number one driver. And all the issues at Ferrari are because Carlos Sainz (laughs) is too big of an ego. I do have to say, I feel like um, Carlos seems like he is good at and, like, enjoys driving a car with a little bit of understeer. Or at least maybe he's... He's good at it. Like, yeah. Charles is not. Mm. And so, obviously, Ferrari has not figured out how to make a car that can go fast and has oversteer. So, instead, they're like, well, we can make it fast and have understeer. And that's definitely benefiting Carlos. But it's still not that fast and still has huge tire issues. Yeah. Well, and then you also have like Christian Horner at Red Bull saying that like we don't make the car purposefully oversteery for Max because he likes it. We make the car fast. And to be fast you need a pointy end. But apparently Ferrari doesn't think the same thing. Or Christian Horner is just trying to say that they don't design for Max, even though they clearly do. Well, and that leads to me to question like it seems like Lando has had no trouble getting a handle on the McLaren as it is now and he's obviously used to driving a car with like a crazy amount of understeer I think Daniel Ricardo like spoke to that very explicitly yeah he did yeah I would be curious to know how much that has changed since the Austria upgrades I would also okay I'd be really curious to see Charles drive the old McLaren to see how like see how he handles it because Charles like clearly likes the like front end fast Mercedes or sorry Ferrari and I would also be really curious to see Lando drive this current Red Bull me too me too see how he does with that I wish there was like post season like now we let the drivers drive the other cars just to see what it looks like just have a little fun a little christmas vacation like come on 
That's what we need for our off-season content at Formula One. Also, like, can you imagine if they really let them do that? And then they were allowed, like, then they were allowed to go to their next team and discuss, like, what it was like driving the other cars. Mm-hmm. That's called a market of, an open market of ideas, people. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was talking to... I feel like it would also lead a lot of teams to not make driver decisions until they see how everybody does driving the different cars. See, we should be in charge of the gameplay. Yes. (laughs) Essentially, Formula One is like Monopoly. It's a game of capitalism and we're all playing in it. And Anne and I aim to free the market of the constraints. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but... So what were we talking about? Oh, Carlos is out. The Ferraris. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What a wild race. Mercedes take each other out. I love, I did love like George initially being like, what the heck? And then he was like, no, I'm sorry. And then he was like, wait, I saw it on the screen and it was not my fault. <laughs> that was so funny. Wait, okay. This is a vivid memory of mine from the sprint. George passing someone and saying, like, good move about himself. Yeah, I think he said that about passing Checo. <laughs> I was like, you need to stop. <laughs> Is he doing that on purpose? Is he doing it to, like, razz us? I have no idea. To me, I think it's just George being George. <laughs> it's too much. It's like. It is a lot. It's too it much. A lot, a I lot. love it, but it's too much. Um, okay, so, and then I did, like, I think Max got told, like, hey, wait, don't, like, you need to actually go a little bit faster, because Oscar is getting close, but don't wear through the tires, and I was like, what is happening out there? Things are getting wild. (laughs) No. Well, I also think that if the Mercedes had not run into each other at the beginning, they would have had an actual shot of beating Max. But they cannot. (laughs) They are they're really giving brothers energy. (laughs) The brothers are fighting, but it's like they love each other, but they're also like they cannot stop getting their elbows out. Mm -hmm. I also thought it was a really interesting at the end of the race that McLaren was like, do not race each other. Just thinking about Imola, was that Imola? No. Monza. Monza. Of speed. Mm-hmm. When Ferrari was like, you can race. <laughs> and you're like, Ferrari, aren't these points like wildly important to you? And Ferrari's like, no, who cares about the constructors? Let's have a race. And McLaren's like, no, we actually need the money. maybe that's actually what it is is that mclaren is like no no we need the money and ferrari's like well we could get more wind tunnel time if we did worse (laughs) it feels like ferrari every time you think they're gonna make the safe choice makes the crazy choice and every time you think they need to make the brave choice they play it too safe yeah they're I think my favorite hot take, like, post, was it you or someone else who sent me, like, all these people? Oh, I think I just found it on Tumblr. It was people talking about Carlos 
after his win in Singapore and they were posting threads from Reddit and people were like, when he retires from racing, Ferrari should give him a job as a strategist. <laughs> I mean, they should. Their strategy is, yeah, disaster zone. Um, Yeah, so then, yeah, I couldn't, I was like, they're not going to let him fight, but that felt like a very McLaren decision. And I yeah. feel so bad for Norris that he multiple times has been told, like, don't fight with your teammate when right, there I was, mean, like, a true win on the line. Yeah, he he was the faster car in Monza when Danny won. Which makes sense. And I sense. think there's, like, potential that he could have passed Oscar. Yeah. Do you mean in the sprint or in the race? In the race. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he was further behind in the sprint. But, yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. Yep. But not that Oscar wasn't driving a good race or that he didn't deserve no. to get second place, but. No. Yeah. It, no, but it was it was giving, like, very similar energy to mm-hmm. Monza, mm-hmm. Carlos, and <laughs> that was for third to Carlos and Charles. And they're like, yeah, you guys can race. And they're, like, about in to take each other Monza. out. Yeah. Insane. Can you imagine the riots if they would have crashed? And imagine how and would many never... times them crashing would have been used on Drive to Survive. <laughs> I swear they okay. show it. They show the Max and Danny crash every year on Drive to Survive. Stop <laughs> I think that they're going to be showing the Mercedes one this year from this race. Oh, well, yeah. And now they had the perfect clip of Lewis walking across the track with George coming up. Obsessed. (laughs) Um, But let's talk about the physicality of this race because it was insane. Let's run through a list of crazy things that happened from the heat. Well, I also felt like it would, felt very crazy because when you were watching the race, besides seeing a couple of drivers like try and cool themselves themselves off with a little air, you didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, you know, it's hot, but there's something it was, about Singapore where it looked hotter. Yeah, even though it was hotter in Qatar, right? And it was also it's hard it was to hotter know, and higher humidity. I think, and it was hard to know how to read. Logan deciding not to keep racing. I know. I was like, like what? Yeah, what that felt very weird. And I think probably for the people who were actually at the race, it made more sense to them because they were physically in the environment experiencing like well, then, probably what 95 degrees and super humid. Like that's crazy. Hot. Degrees. Yeah. Um, no. So let's go through come to find out, Esteban has thrown up in his car between between lap 15 and 17 nightmare (laughs) he was like i didn't tell you which honestly i know it sounds insane but i could understand that if you were like i need to finish this race and i can't talk because i just threw up i think you would just just gotta deal with this (laughs) okay so esteban's throwing esteban Logan retires like three quarters of the way through the race, which that was heartbreaking. I felt so bad for him, but he looked like he was going to pass out. I wonder about that too, because I'm like, I feel like 
Lance Stroll should have retired. Like he was like, oh, the reason I had so many uh track limits so no, track limits was because i was in the quarters yes <laughs> so unhinged that's like well you should stop then because actually that's dangerous for everyone involved amen <laughs> i get that no one is actually going to do that except for logan but like I have a bad habit of like fainting or getting very close to fainting when I'm assisting on C-sections. <laughs> and the number one thing they teach you is just say it because it's worse to faint into an open person, like into a Say it, no, you're body. the <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh my gosh. So yeah, I actually, I was initially like Logan, but then I was like, you know what? big props to Logan Sargent for knowing his limits and being safe. I felt so bad for him. I honestly feel like he's having like a string of bad luck. So maybe I'm like yeah. a Mick Schumacher like style girly. Cause I feel like those two are having very parallel runs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it feels similar. I feel like to me, it feels different simply because Gunther never really had that much sympathy for Mick. Whereas James Vowles, like the first time that Logan said on the radio, like, I'm not really not feeling good. I don't know if I can keep doing this. He immediately was like, just come in. We need to make sure that you're okay. Like, I like James Vowles a lot. I like I James Vowles so play much. on Drive to Survive this season. Yes. He seems lovely. He's, He's giving big turning me into a Williams energy. fan. Yeah, I think he is the future Toto Wolf. And I hope I hope that him and Albon stick together and like create a championship winning team. That's the dream. He's Toto Wolf with the like science engineer nerd aspect to him. I love it. Does he have a wife? No. <laughs> <laughs> Because that would be a great way for us to get a view of the pit lane. <laughs> Become best friends with Alex and Lily. Yeah, I mean. And check out when he goes that? to drive for Williams. Stop it. <laughs> I'm kind of convinced this is going to happen, but I also was convinced that Checo was going to win the driver's championship. So <laughs> yeah, so you may not have the clearest vision on this. Don't um, have the best track record. <laughs> stop <laughs> So, okay, sorry. So Esteban threw up. Lance or Lance, <laughs> Logan had to had to fit like disqualify himself from the race. Uh, Lance said he was passing out in the corners, and he and immediately, immediately had to go to an ambulance that he like fell into. Albon needed help getting out of the car, and immediately and also to had to go tent. to the medical tent. Um, per I feel like Lando or charles multiple people passed out in the medical tent which is just like what was happening in unhinged um norris and norris and george were doing like they were doing like the visor open and like dangling their hands out fernando alonso asked that a bucket of water be thrown him during a pit stop 
<laughs> and I love that the team, I, and honestly, in reflection, cause I saw a meme about this where they were showing like what they were doing in the fifties when they would chuck a bucket at them. And it was like, was he literally making a meme while he was driving? Cause it can't have been that hot then, but it feels like he might have been like, he was like, this is a good joke. And then the team was like, we'll see what we're able to do. <laughs> what and then he said he burned his butt which ay 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 okay what happened to to Hulkenberg uh he like went into the media tent and answered oh, yeah. like two questions and t- then had to leave to go sit down because he was feeling like faint and feeling yeah. awful and then Oscar and Max both laid down on the floor honestly <laughs> They looked fine, but I saw people really citing that, like, they had to lay down, and I was like, I think that might just be Oscar's energy in general. Like, I will say, it was one of my favorite cool-down rooms of the year. It was very good. It <laughs> felt like there were no inhibitions. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we'll just, like, I mean, Oscar went in first, and him just, like, laying himself out on the ground just set the tone for, like, we're just going to do whatever the heck we need to, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> and the moment also, when he, he turned himself around on the ground to watch the TV and the TV immediately turns off, he was just like, I wanted to watch the TV. Also, though, okay, when Oscar won the sprint and he was just like, pretty good. Like, he was just, like, nodding, and you were like, yeah, I mean, big deal, dude. And he was like, it's pretty nice. And I was watching with friends, and one of them watches F1, and I was like, he's so low-key. And he was like, no, he would be excited if he win- wins tomorrow. And I was like, would be more though? excited. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, he's not going to be Pierre Esteban that's, like, screaming and crying on the radio. Yeah, I don't even see him. I can see him, like, standing on the car and, like, doing a little, like, yay. And then being, like, shaking people's hands. I don't know. It makes me feel really old and disconnected with the youths of today. (laughs) It was, oh, someone, that podium of Max, Lando, and Oscar, they're all gen z that's unhinged no <laughs> right because i mean is max, max is really the oldest and he just turned 26 is that gen z that's right that's a gen yeah. z. it's a gillennial i mean sarah just turned 27 and she's she a millennial the, like last year of millennials okay but isn't that crazy yeah it's wild makes me feel old i mean we're old no (laughs) um yeah but like the uh, physicality of it seemed way intense which then i heard some people saying like well maybe that was amplified because they were pitting every 18 laps essentially i think it was because they were just going all out they weren't doing any sort of tire saving um but it also seemed like it was insanely hot and yeah yeah which it was interesting um there 
they're kind of like different camps on Twitter and social media where like Will Buxton was saying that like these drivers signed up to be Formula One drivers and they decided that they were going to race in this, this race. This is Will's hot take. Yes. <laughs> um, and then you, there were a lot of people who were on the opposite side basically be like, but think about how dangerous it would have been if one of them actually passed out in the car and crashed and yeah. Yeah, that's all. Think about what would have happened. Isn't there a video with Kimi Raikkonen where Ferrari forgets to put in like his rehydration drink and he's like, or it's not connected. Imagine if that had happened to one of these guys. Like they would keep driving because they would not. I, I don't know. I'm really like, well, on some the of them hand, just I don't admire that have Logan a drink bottle ever. That's is crazy. That cannot be true for like Singapore. Is that? I don't think you could do that safely any. I don't know. I thought that was true. I think I the amount of drink you get might be variable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Neither Which, of us I mean, know the answer to that question, but I think you're wrong. <laughs> uh, there definitely have been people who are saying, like one thing that's been proposed, maybe the FIA needs some sort of rule changing, rule change that maybe they would like mandate that the drivers have to have a certain amount of fluid in their drinks bottle yeah I a crazy hot rate that's like kind this. of a good idea and well and then it's automatically in their car and the weight is there no matter what so they like they're going to drink it they're not like having less fluid in their drinks bottle to save yeah. weight yeah and I think then you also get into this interesting question of like like I feel like I heard someone talking about like um, you know, oh well, Qatar's gonna be at a different time, but they're athletes, and it's like, yeah, and isn't the point of the sport to see like who can go the fastest in these cars? And like, are these conditions really ideal for getting the fastest drive out of these cars? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean <laughs> uh, they're, they're racing in Qatar because Qatar is Qatar paying pays. a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that a good reason to have all of these drivers risk their lives way more than they normally would because of these conditions that they're in? Yeah, which I hesitate to go too deep into that because I'm like, I like that Formula One races all over the world and like travels yes. to these other places. 100%. But it's a little questionable sometimes yeah <laughs> and then poor yuki apparently was also trying to open his visor and then just got sand in his eyes i'm Wait, like are can't catch a break watching any of the driving i didn't realize how much the track is literally in the desert built on the sand on the sand and then it's all dyed yeah. i liked Lewis Hamilton wore his rainbow and was mm-hmm. called it a hat <laughs> helmet. <laughs> but also in a weird way, the track almost has rainbows on it. Like the mm-hmm. way the sand is colored, it's very rainbow-esque. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe they're like, what? It's a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, but overall, I thought it was a really good race. And even though the tire, like the 18 lap thing sort of lay, like leveled the playing field, it also led to so much passing and like overtaking because people were on different tire strategies and then trying to like make up places. And maybe the fights weren't as strong when people were like, yeah, whatever, go on. But it was still fun. Totally. Do you think that the 18-lap mandated tire lane made it more similar to IndyCar? Because I kind of felt like it did. I heard someone say that. It felt almost a little bit more like an IndyCar race. It did. Yeah. The Well, especially when you were just like, wait, where are all of these people in the actual order? Who's going to get points at the end of this? <laughs> yeah. That felt like IndyCar. Yes. <laughs> well and I also so I didn't get to watch it live and so I was like following updates on my phone and you can't always trust that like the pit stops yeah. are updated correctly and so I'm sitting there trying to figure out like wait has this person actually stopped three times or have they only stopped two times and the app is inaccurate well let me ask you this because Alex Albon led did he get to count that as like he led a re- a lap of the race no, no. What the- <laughs> i was so excited for him he it wasn't went a full, into the he had pits a pit at, at the end. end of it they should have kept Ooh. it out one more so he could have i don't actually... think they were allowed to i think he had to pit oh yeah you're right <laughs> yeah but i love the enthusiasm and it if you great. stayed out past your pit limit it was like you're out no yeah. points dnf black flag <laughs> get out of the race get out of the race (laughs) i i was honestly i didn't know what happened i watched it after though but i was so worried that norris was going to get a five second penalty after the race was done for what for for track limits because he had gotten a black and white flag and then that was quite early on in the race and i was like at the end, he was kind of pushing it. <laughs> I could not believe how many track limits violations there were between Checo, Lance, and Pierre. Pierre. Pierre was All the real. He got three added on at yeah. the end, I think. Poor Pierre. <laughs> and what did Lance say in the oh. interview? He was like, it was such a hard race. I finished ninth in the race. I don't care. <laughs> like. He was like, I don't care oh, about man. the penalties. Real rich boy energy. Oh, yeah. We haven't <laughs> talked about this, but Lance Stroll was in a bad mood this weekend. Yeah, man. He was... Do you think his dad told him, like, he has to get better or he's not going to get re-signed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. My, I think my guess would be that it's more he's feeling frustrated like why does alonzo keep showing me up i look like an idiot well it is so interesting because i think if his dad literally didn't own the team you would probably hear people talking about how like alonzo's being favored and lance isn't getting enough support or the cars designed around alonzo and you're like literally his dad owns the team but and, I also have to say I feel like Lawrence would be like I love you son but we got to make a fast car <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Yeah, but in a way, I feel like his response to a question about shoving his what it wasn't his mechanic; it was like his performance his, coach or someone. Yes. Um, it's a quite a, an interviewer asked him about it the next day. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're bros. We're fine." Was such a just like it's like you literally bitch, employ this person, so bro. it's probably not okay to shove them. Yes, thank you. HR violation right there. <laughs> HR violation, and it's like obviously they're all hot headed, and like mm-hmm. I mean Max and Esteban like came to blows, not really, but yeah. came very close, and. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've seen, I went on Tumblr this afternoon because I was like, let me see what the internet, Tumblr's not the internet. Let me see what the Tumblr girlies are saying about the Lance situation. Mm -hmm. And first I had to read through like a million accounts of how hot it was. I finally made it through. And there were a lot of people basically being like this, what? That they thought it was hot. No, not hot, Annie. I'm physically hot outside in Qatar. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it is Tumblr. <laughs> that was so hot. Push me around. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyways, back on track. So they were talking. First, I had to read a bunch of accounts about how how the temperature was high. Yes. Um. But then I finally got to some accounts and there were def. I mean, obviously like Tumblr's fangirl, like it's fans and it's fangirls. And so it was a bunch of people being like, he's already getting so like, so bullied by the media, by fans, like he's not treated well. There's a lot of anti-Semitism, like all of this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm not in the toxic spaces of F1. So I think I'm not. I don't know that I can speak to that, but I do feel like it's okay to say like, there's a line that's inappropriate to cross, like in the same vein that it's like, I don't think it's bullying to say that like Max needs to talk about if his father-in-law says some racist stuff about Lewis Hamilton. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's accountability. It's not. Yeah. It's not like, I don't know the words I'm looking for. It's not <laughs> canceling someone or bullying them. It's not It's not bullying or cancel culture to ask for accountability for actions that hurt other people. And it can also, like, both things can be true at the same time that Lance Stroll may be subject to online harassment. That shouldn't be happening yes. and that's not fair to him. But it can also be true at the same time that he shouldn't be shoving his performance engineer and saying it's yeah. fine we're friends whatever like those yeah and i think be true. that probably comes down to a question of like you know does he need commenters to say like that was wrong i don't know i'm not going to delve into that that's way too deep for me but probably the fia which will fine you for touching a freaking car should say if you touch your performance coach in anger you're gonna get a fine like you can't have a physical altercation on the track 
Well, and I'm guessing that Max and Esteban got fined for their physical altercation. And also, I have it's, no idea, but I hope so. <laughs> it, it's also very different where, like, Max and Esteban are equals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even, and like... the performance coach is an employee of Lance Stroll. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, like, it's not a good... It's problematic. I was going to call back to the was that in Baku Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel and Sebastian Vettel got mad at Lewis Hamilton and like Lewis maybe sort of brake checked Sebastian and then Sebastian pulled up alongside him and hit him with his car which is remember this at all this is like maybe 2019 I don't know was Seb at Ferrari yeah Seb was at Ferrari and or maybe it was earlier than that, 2017. I don't know. But they talked about how, like, like Sebastian was like, I really felt I was in the right. That's why I, like, checked him with my car. I was so mad. But instead of, like, I I actually appreciate that you can be like, this is actually a learning moment for us to do better. And I think Seb had talked about how, like, they talked about it. And it allowed them to, like, become better friends. And him to like become a better person and it's like that's what we need in our I'm getting way too deep with this now but like that's what we need in our society like yes to actually grow and learn to live and work together so like we don't need to cancel Lance Stroll but we certainly need to be like everyone should be held accountable for their actions and we all need to learn to take care of each other we are all living here on this earth that we're going to burn up all the fuel to race cars with no and also recognize the like differences in people's positions where like it kind of um do you know who the try guys are yes oh are we gonna talk about ned and his yes which in the like video that the other three put out after it all come out they talked about how like it wasn't just that ned had had an affair that yeah. would have been one thing that in like his own personal private life. It was he had an affair with someone who was an employee of the company. Yeah, which that's kind of like Max and Esteban. It's like having an affair with someone outside of work. <laughs> <laughs> but Lance Stroll pushing his. And I think I think those guys really do think like we're friends, but it's like. Mm-hmm. But there's still an employee. Yeah. There's a power imbalance. hmm So, yeah, problematic. Lance Stroll, you really disappointed me because I like to see a guy down and trying his best, but I do not like physical violence. It's not Agreed. for me. I will say, on a positive note, George Russell was impressive the rest of the race he went from the last car up to fourth yeah and Checo started the pit lane but only ended up 10th I know I was like wait also didn't like didn't I think all the penalties that penalty so he didn't have to start from the pit lane no he had to start from the pit lane because he no I know that's not why he did it but but it's like I know. They can't double up penalties, right? Or can they? What do I know? The, no, I the penalty know. from the previous race, that, 
that was done. I know, but the whole reason why he served it was so that he wouldn't have to serve it in this race. Yeah. But he still served, a, like, he had to start from a the different pit lane penalty. Anyway. It's like, well, it's like when they used to be like, he has a 50 grade, 50 grid oh, place yeah. penalty. And you're like, well, there's only 20 cars on the grid. So <laughs> do they need to start from the pit lane the next race too and 10th from the race after that? <laughs> yeah. That would actually be crazy. That would be crazy. What if when they got five second penalties, it actually wasn't five seconds? It was just like a grid place the next race. And they could accumulate. <laughs> so we got like a five second penalty. That's actually five grid places. That would be too harsh. Yeah, I, five grid places is a lot more than. It's more than five seconds. seconds. <laughs> then they'd really take those penalties seriously. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it would be. It would have been interesting to see without all of those penalties in the midfield where everyone would have ended up like yeah if Checo had yeah. had those penalties it was really like have... yeah <laughs> um yeah do you think Daniel Ricardo is gonna make it to Coda I saw something today that it's still not 100% certain I'm worried for him I think I he know. will physically be there I don't know that he will physically be racing I know did it you sucks see- to get old. No. <laughs> did you see that he went to the Bills game? Yes, I did. I'm glad he's having some fun. Yeah. But I'm ready for him fun. to rejoin Formula One. <laughs> we all are. Maybe he'll rejoin at Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to put some money on these... Uh, These hot takes that Sarah and I are throwing out. Me? Gamble? (laughs) You know what we need a prize for is the fantasy Formula One teams. Yes. Yes, we do. We need to upgrade that. (laughs) I'm just going to say my two teams this weekend were Red Bull and McLaren. I never change mine. (laughs) (laughs) I... I'm a Finally child. took Checo off. Wow. Too much money and doing too poorly. Yeah. Fair enough. No. I think Norris I have on one or both of my teams. And so that's helping me. That helps. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well. Should I give an update of where we are at with with fantasy? Yeah, let us give us the lowdown. She's looking it up. She's checking it twice. She's going to find out who's not even November, Grace. It's just barely October. What are you doing? Just filling the dead air. (laughs) So I'm in first. Uh, SoCal Speed, which is dad. Dad. Right? It's second. Danny Rick, FEA. Jamie. That's Jamie. <laughs> Grace's girlies. Then La Boys. Lando and Carlos are really helping me out there. <laughs> um No One Escapes Spain. Is That's six. me too. 
I think Sarah's in between you teams. She's the boys, right? Yeah, she's the yeah. boys. <laughs> Poor mom. Bring it up the rear. Is Ruth's dream team and Ruth's outlier? Ooh, my teams do like I have not historically been doing well, but the I just anticipated that McLaren was really going to improve. I went with my morals and my gut, and it's because McLaren is really the team you want to support if you have strong morals. Yeah, what is that for? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I think some uh, Danny Rick fans would beg to differ. That's called business, Annie. (laughs) (laughs) And look how it's paying off for them. I was thinking about how at the beginning of the season, I was like, do you think Oscar's wishing he stayed at Alpine? (laughs) And now I'm like, no, that was definitely the right choice by Oscar. Holy moly. There is so much of it that is luck. Because I just watched a video where they were talking about um, Nico Hulkenberg's F1 career. Mm -hmm. And he had won, like, all the junior formulas before he came to Formula One. He was, like, the Lando Norris of his generation. Yeah. And then just got super unlucky with, like, what teams he ended up at. And then Mm -hmm. quickly kind of fell out of favor as he didn't win or get a podium. Even though he's so consistent, he's a good point scorer. I'm happy to see him at Haas. Oh, yeah. Super happy to see him at Haas. Yeah. I hope he's having fun. I hope he enjoys his life. Mm -hmm. That's more important. (laughs) Oscar, the first, like, testing in that first race... He must have been just like, what happened? What am I doing? <laughs> I wonder how much money he is going to get paid for his first season in F1. That's an interesting question. Rookies don't, rookies don't usually get paid very much. Yeah, I know. But do you think he has a special like caveat in his contract for like if he gets podiums or wins or I no? That's just so. for Kimmy. Well. <laughs> bonuses a little bonus a little but yeah <laughs> well they probably can't pay him much because they're still paying daniel ricardo well he did <laughs> renegotiate so they're uh probably shelling out a little more but okay anything else we need to say have we said it all the only thing i had is that the Jesus family bake-off Formula One theme is fully set <laughs> in motion. So near the end of October, you can look forward to some Instagram content of Formula One bakes. From the Bake Off. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well. Fabulous. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks in Austin. Go to. Woo. Maybe we'll get some. Daniel Ricardo's home race. McCourse. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah some good PR content hopefully mm-hmm. well thanks for joining us everyone like comment subscribe and we'll see you later send us an email <laughs> <laughs> right. bye bye